0: Now we're getting to the bottom of everything.
1: It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call.
0: This world is no place for Catholic chickens.
1: Answering the call.
0: You call that a failure? I call it a great success.
1: Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck.
2: Welcome to Mother Angelica, answering the call, where the truth is never on hold. I'm Doug Keck, here with our chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. as always, as we listen to Mother take on some of the questions from her classic television program she hosted back in the 80s and mm-hmm. the 90s. Always great to be with you, Father.
3: And with you, too. And it's always interesting to hear the stories of you know how mothers impacted people's lives. Last night, I was at an elderly couple, uh, the Hales, who are regulars at our TV Mass. And, and uh, Fern was telling me how they first were given a mini book. And so they've learned about Mother Angelica. They started coming over here. I think this was even before the The network was airing, but just the influence and the impact that they had on this couple and their whole family.
2: It's always great those stories with Mother. And we've got four topics she deals with today. Why is the Blessed Sacrament covered? Man creates wars, not God. Good to know that fact. Praying with the Heart. And first up from Mother Angelica is minding your own business. Hmm. Something something a lot of us uh, don't do as well as we think we do.
3: I've heard Mother say that a number of times. (laughs) Mind your own. (laughs) And she would articulate each word, right? (laughs) Well, I think the point here that she makes that is really important is that for us to forgive... We need to contemplate Jesus forgiving. And as I've said before, you know, that something of his power to forgive is imparted to us. When we consider those first words, like he's re- he wants to say them as soon as he can almost. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And something of that power to say those same things, say those same words, is given to us.
2: Right. And I think it's, I always think of Father Gorshall used to quote his famous Mrs. Nussbaum with, uh, what's that your business? It was (laughs) the old uh, line from (laughs) from New York. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, that idea that we do sometimes get ourselves caught up in things that really Mm -hmm. are not our business. And they may be things that are wrong, but they may not be things that we actually have control over.
3: Exactly. So we, yeah, we want to lift them up in prayer. If we recognize something that's happening, but not being taking, taking total responsibility like, we've got to figure this out. No, we bring it to the Lord. We ask him to give grace to those involved in the situation, and we trust in his providence.
2: I think one of the great insights Mother has here near near the answer, near the end of the program, is the fact she talks about the idea that you can end up getting yourself involved in something you shouldn't be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to spend some time in purgatory to deal with that. (laughs) Meanwhile, this person might make a wonderful confession at the end of their life, have a great conversion experience, and they go right to heaven.
3: (laughs) Exactly. So not getting all stirred up about something that is none of your business, right? So we need to hear what Mother has to say here.
2: And the title of this one, Mind Your Own Business.
3: We
4: have a call. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hey, Angelica? Yeah. I'm from Walton, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And my question is, the first thing you said when the show began was silence of mind and heart. Yeah, yeah. And um, my, what, I'm try- what I want to say is I have a family member who irritates me so badly <laughs> that I can remember things that this person's done yesterday Uh, two months ago, five years ago. The saddest part for me is uh, this person doesn't do things to me directly, but she does it to other family members. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that she uses them, but she does. But the saddest part for me is that I carry this irritation um, over, it carries over to my children. And I don't want that to happen because I want to teach my children to be uh, loving, charitable kids. But now that they're older, 15, 13, um, they're seeing my irritation. Mm -hmm. And even mowing my grass today, I've tried to pray, and the enemy put these thoughts in my head about this particular person for no reason. I didn't see her. I didn't deal with her today. But I fought this for two hours on the mower. And I usually pray while I'm on the mower. But it didn't work so well today.
0: Well, that's what I'm talking about. You described it perfectly. Your mind and heart is filled with someone else. The reason you can't fight it is you don't get rid of that particular, well, anchor. You say, well, how do I get rid of it? That's my problem. You know you can't get rid of it without filling that spot with something. Otherwise, it sucks back in. That isn't how you fight it. And you don't fight it. Just sit in your living room sometime and say, Jesus, you have asked us to forgive, and I must forgive her as you forgive me. That's our Father. And then just let your heart relax a little bit and say, Lord, come into my heart. Teach me how to love and how to forgive. And then think of our dear Lord on the cross. And He says to the people who have crucified, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Not only did He forgive, He excused. So you're, you're just trying to empty your heart and mind of this anger. But this person, from what I understand, is not bothering you. It's what she does to other people. Well, what you need to do then is, I hate to say this, how can I say this nice? Hmm. Let me say it not nice. <laughs> <laughs> then you can think, I really want to say it nice. that makes sense? Do you all understand what I'm saying? What I would do, do you have a mirror somewhere that's just your mirror? Put a little piece of paper across it. It says, mind your own business. Hard to say, huh? See, that woman is not, is not bothering you. Pray for her. Pray for the people she bothers. See, she's in the hands of God. God's going to take care of her. He's going to purify her. He's going to give her light. But maybe it's going to take your prayer for the Lord to give her light. And see, when you die, sweetheart, that woman is not the one you carry with you. I meditate on death every Sunday. Hey, <laughs> I'm 75. I'd like to live to 100, okay? Say it's 25 more years. Well, what's 25 more years? Nothing. So I gotta be sure. You gotta be sure that if you died tonight, your heart isn't still filled with what? With who? Well, am I getting across how foolish it is? Didn't our Lord say something like that, huh? Didn't He say one day how foolish it is? He said. This man went out and he built more barns <laughs> and he said to himself, I'm going to eat and drink and be merry." <laughs> what happened? The Lord said, this night thy soul is required of thee. And whose are those barns going to be? You know what could happen? Let me, let me gripe you a little bit. You could die and go to Purgatory for heaven, all this uncharitableness and all this hatred and all this whatever. And that gal could just as much convert tomorrow, have a total conversion, die and go straight to heaven.
1: It
0: <laughs> could happen, huh? I'll make a bet it happens every day. Think
3: of that.
2: Next up, praying with the heart. Isn't how we always mm-hmm. pray?
3: We should. And even our vocal prayers, we want our hearts not to be absent from that prayer. And so there's vocal prayer, there's meditation, and Mother speaks about contemplation where you're just really in the Lord's presence. But I think there's something important here that Father Dubay really opened my eyes to, that sometimes our prayer is thirsting, longing, waiting. That's what the Psalms often speak of. Like the deer that yearns for running streams, my soul's thirsting for you. I waited, I waited for the Lord. And the temptation is, well, nothing's happening, I'm leaving, (laughs) you know, I'm giving up on this prayer because I don't feel anything, there's nothing happening. But being there is saying, I trust you, I'm longing for you.
2: Right. And that idea of being together with our Lord in silence, and it's a great uh, metaphor about a couple just Mm -hmm. sitting together, holding hands with Mm -hmm. each other, and they don't need to say anything Mm -hmm. because they both know. Yeah.
3: And sometimes that's just what we need to do, just rest and be aware of the Lord's presence and just to open our hearts to him. Even if we don't necessarily hear things or experience things, we're there, and the Lord's there.
2: Just make sure that the air conditioner is working. You'll hear Praying with the Heart.
0: We have another call. Hello? Hello. Hi. Where are you from?
5: I'm from Barberton, Ohio.
0: What's your question?
5: I'm a third order tertiary what? and third order Carmelite. Oh, okay. And uh, the question I had to ask you was, when I, I, after Mass every day, I spend an hour before the Blessed Sacrament. Wonderful. And when I do this, I don't know. If Something doesn't go right because I can't really talk to him anymore. It's like i become so quiet, my mind goes completely blank, and it's almost like I want to go to sleep. I feel like I'm really not spending the time with him like I should. I can't read the prayers, I can't do anything except just sort of be like an. Do you sleep? Mm-hmm. You do? A couple of times it's happened to me, but most of the time, no. Yeah. I just feel very, very, very groggy like.
0: Well, sometimes may not be enough air in the church, you know. <laughs> true. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not degrading your prayer life, but it's true sometimes. I always look for the natural before the supernatural, see, because, oh, I don't know whether it's a month ago, our, our, our chapel the, the air conditioning wasn't working, and it was 106 outside. And oh, I tell you, it, it was not only hard to keep awake; it was hard to breathe. See, so those circumstances are kind of different. Number two, look at: Did you get enough sleep last night? You say, "Well, this is so human." Well, that's where we are. Now there are there are stages of prayer. I don't know you, so I can't say that what is with you, but if you can go to the chapel and sit there in his presence and be content, that's contemplation. He doesn't need your thoughts. he doesn't need anything. i I wanted to ask you if you were married. I would suppose if you're married or at least when you were uh, engaged, I would suppose that... If you were together and, say, sitting in your living room, making up a picture now, uh, you would be content to what, talk? No, you don't want to talk. Just to hold hands. Why? Because your hearts are filled with love. So there is no reason to talk much, see? Did you ever get up in the morning and the sun was brilliant? You don't feel like talking, do you? You can't. You're caught up in the beauty of a sunrise. And and your heart, can just say, oh, Lord, thank you. Hmm? It's a kind of contentment. It's a sign that you understand His presence. You're aware of His presence and you love Him. Now that may go on a whole hour and then all of a sudden Somebody walks in clickety 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 clickety, click and it's a distraction, boom. And you try to get back into that nice, quiet, loving presence, but it's gone. The presence isn't gone. Your awareness seems to be gone. Pick up your scripture a little bit. Read a good spiritual book for five or ten minutes. Be aware of the awesome attributes of God. Now, if you're talking about dryness, I always consider dryness, my dearest Friend. I know a lot of you don't think that way. In fact, I don't know anybody who thinks that way. <laughs> dryness to me. What is dryness? Well, you just don't feel like praying. You're sitting there. You're fidgeting. You just have no desire anymore. You ever feel that way? Huh? Yeah, that's the only thing you ever feel, right? Okay. But that's a gift from God. You say, why? Because He's trying to let me love Him for Himself. Not for consolations, not for answering my prayers. See, he, our dear Lord does everything that's good to us and for us, and and it's a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing to be able to love God only for Himself, without getting anything out of it. That's what dryness is. So you need to figure out: Is it dryness I'm suffering from? Or is God just bringing me to Himself in silent prayer? Whatever the prayer, Our Lady says that a lot. We should pray with the prayer of the what? Heart, huh?
1: Prayer of the heart. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. let's return to mother angelica answering the call with father joseph and doug kecht on ewtn radio
2: and thank you so much for staying with us here in part two of mother angelica answering the call doug keck here with father joseph mary wolf our network chaplain next up mm-hmm. for mother man creates wars not god now mm-hmm. this is a typical thing that a lot of people get upset about the idea of saying well why does god let these things
3: happen Exactly, and often it's because we said, God, get out of our lives, and that's what happens. I couldn't help but think of Psalm 81. I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs when I would have fed them with the best of wheat and honey from the rock. That's what the Lord says in this psalm, that if we just want to follow our own designs, well, that's going to lead us uh, you know, down the drain, as Mother put it. So, if the Lord's part of our lives, and He's going to help us even in the difficulties.
2: Right. The point being that God does not make the innocent suffer, but sometimes mm-hmm. they suffer because of the sins of other
3: men. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And our Lord's the supreme example of that. Right. So, uh, that's the fallen world in which we live, and sometimes there is injustice, but ultimately there will be. Justice, which means that ultimately anything that we've suffered unjustly in this life will be made up in even more in the life to come.
2: It's interesting, too, how Mother kind of pinpoints greed mm-hmm. in her answer about the, the idea of what makes war, why do wars happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just think about that, that we want to expand our territory. We want to have this, you know, this bay or whatever to uh, help our country that we think this is going to be the beneficial thing well why can't we do that peacefully and work out agreements peacefully that is really the christian way
2: absolutely let's see what mother has to say about man creating wars not god
0: we have a call hello hello where are you Uh, from
5: i am uh, from france mother how do you do
0: wonderful and what is it i can do for you
5: well, I have a question. Um, I have
3: studied uh, the apparition of the Virgin Marie
5: yeah.
0: in
3: Lourdes and Fatima, mm-hmm. and um, I was uh, a bit surprised because I didn't understand some of the messages of St. Mary. Yeah. Some of them were, for instance, uh, um, the prediction of even the worst world war and the first world war in 1917 at Fatima, yeah. when uh, Saint Mary told the little girl that there would be even a deadlier war that would punish humankind for the atrocities they are making on, uh, on earth. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand is, is the
5: love of God, how can it be that uh, God would punish innocent human beings for the faults of the
3: guilty ones?
0: Oh, now there's where you made two mistakes. God never punishes innocent human beings. Sometimes the innocent uh, suffer with the bad. If the President of the United States declares war, the good and the bad go and the good and the bad die. Why? Because He has the authority to declare war. What Our Lady said at Fatima was that if mankind does not change... You see, we, we can't go on sinning. We, we don't even know what sin is and I, I, I think some people think we're so negative when we talk about sin, but you can't go through a red light. See, uh, the, the, the country, the city, the family, the parents all have a right to say that these are things you can do and these are things you can't because if you do these things, you're going to get harmed. That's what Our Lady was saying. She said, if mankind does not change, we have the gospel here. The Lord doesn't have to tell us He doesn't have to tell all these saints here. He's already said it here. See, he said he keeps repeating, repeating through the centuries, so one saint after another, one saint after another, I love you. Come back to me. Don't sin. Man creates wars, not God. Our Lady was just predicting what man in, in his perfidiousness, in his, his de- desire to do evil, will, what, what outcome will come from it? The results of a continuous life of ignoring God, as we do today, of, of all the things that man can do that are evil and sinful. And Our Lady says everywhere in the world, over and over and over, come back to My Son live a holy life. So God, in His infinite love, does not wish war. Man makes war. And what makes war? Greed. What, what's happened to our compassion? Why are these people suffering? Is it God's fault? No, the whole world has design decided to ignore because there's nothing there the world wants destroyed the churches. What's a church? What's a structure? We have space today. I had somebody say, we have to, we have to, a church is nothing but space. This is space. This is a church. Let's not think of God. Let's think of space in this church. What happened to the temple of the Lord? Man goes down the drain because man will not follow God. Does God call him? Oh, yes. He calls and calls and calls and He never forgets, He never lets you down, He never ceases to call you back. And Our Lady was merely predicting what would happen. What did she say? She said that fashions would be introduced that would offend God very much. You see, we didn't pay attention to that. See, today, we she predicted another war greater than the one before and that was the Second World War. See, when man does not accept the love that God has for and ready to give in abundance, then he goes another direction. So what happens? Greed, wealth, hatred, promiscuity, all these things then well up in man and he has no other thought except for self. That creates a war. And Our Lady was merely saying that the result of all of this evil is going to be a war.
2: And closing out this week's program, a caller asks, Father, why is the Blessed Sacrament covered? And you see that if you, if you come into our chapel, certainly. Mm-hmm.
3: And we always do that before Mass. And then we expose the Blessed Sacrament at the end of the Mass because the focus of our attention is on the altar and the representation of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus where he really becomes present on the altar. You know, I like also the thought that adoration extends that just few seconds of adoration we have at Mass. So when we priests elevate the hosts, the rubrics tell us we're doing so for the adoration of the faithful. Well, it's only for a few seconds. But when you have extended times of adoration as we do here, thankfully, that it gives people an opportunity to adore the Lord even longer.
2: It's interesting, too, because, I mean, with that being the the case, the idea is to not be distracted from Mm -hmm. the primary action of, of the sacrifice at that particular Mass, right?
3: Yes, exactly. So our attention is focused on the liturgy of the Word and the liturgy of the Eucharist, where the reality of the real presence becomes present on the altar through the hands of the priest
2: and that is why the blessed sacrament is covered
0: well we'll see if we can't get them there's a new caller okay there we are. hello hello where are you from i'm from uh, san antonio good what my is name your... is roger what is your question i had a question about the blessed sacrament oh yeah
4: and about where is captain that uh monastery
0: <coughs> yes
3: and it's covered up during y'all covered up during the mass i was kind of wondering why
0: Wait a minute, give me that again.
3: Yeah, it's covered up during the Mass and, and it's uncovered when the Mass is over.
0: Yes, when you have Mass, that's the, when, when Jesus comes down, the priest says those awesome words, and, and bread and wine is turned into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. We're not permitted to have the blessed sacrament exposed. Our chapel, for example, In fact, our order is totally dedicated to the Blessed Sacrament exposed on the altar, you see. And the Blessed Sacrament cannot be exposed when we are about to enter into the sacrifice of the Mass, you see. So we don't see the end result of the Mass, which is the Body and Blood, Soul and Divinity of Jesus. We see now again Calvary, in Calvary, is it every man, Our dear Lord, you know, there was an old spiritual, it says, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Well, the awesome thing is that you and I as Catholics are there. In the mind of the Father, all things are present. All things are present. There's no past, no future. Everything is now. So when you and I go to Mass, we are at Calvary, the one sacrifice, you see. And, and so we, we don't have the resurrection present. At the, it comes. In Holy Communion, you and I receive the Body, Blood, Soul, and Divinity of Jesus. It's an awesome gift from the Father. Awesome, awesome gift. Unfortunately, we don't always appreciate it.
1: For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call, only on EWTN Radio.